Welcome to the Sunday Evening Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Kevin Vanderput. In Luke chapter 14, I'm not going to read it all because I'll get to preaching. So just want to, some of you will know this story, maybe some of you don't. But in Luke 14, there's a story of a, a guy who wants to put on a banquet and he invites friends to this banquet. And each person that he invites basically says, sorry, can't come because I've got something else to do. And so he says to the guys that work for him, uh, he says, look, go out into the streets and go and just invite anybody that will come in. And they said to him, we've already done that. We've already invited people from the streets and the nearby. And then he says, okay, go to the highways and byways and just bring anybody in. And so they go out and they do that. And they did that until the place was absolutely full, heaving with people. And it was only then that the master was really satisfied um, because once he saw the place was full of people to enjoy the banquet of what he had laid on for people. And, and really the heart of why we're here is to reach any generation, no matter what their age, doesn't matter what colour skin, what language they speak, it doesn't matter what background they've come from or who they are, what they're doing, whether in the natural they seem significant to people or whether they don't. God's heart is for every person who lives in Burgess Hill and the surrounding villages around. And so we're not going to have any preference as to who God wants to reach and, and the lives that He wants to touch. And, and we want to have our arms wide open as a congregation here. That whoever we go out and reach, whoever comes across the threshold of this building while we're here and any subsequent buildings we move into as we go forward, that we never ever look somebody up and down that they feel like, oh, they've just checked me out. But as, no matter who comes through the door, no matter what community we go to, no, whoever we meet on the street, we look them in the eyes and with the heart of Jesus that never condemned, that never judged, that never put anybody down. And as he looked people in the eyes, even people in the natural that were seen as outcasts and people that weren't good enough for God, when Jesus looked into the eyes and into their lives, what they felt was this drawing. This guy's not condemning me. He's not judging me. What well, I want to be around this Jesus. I want to be where he is because there's something about him that doesn't look at me in the natural saying, you know, can I use you and abuse you or can you do something for me? Now, what I pick up when I'm with Jesus is he just seems to love me with an everlasting love. He seems to accept me, but he doesn't want to leave me there. He wants to take me somewhere of a place of acceptance and healing and freedom and everything. And that's the heart that we have for people. That's the heart that Jesus has for people. So no matter how we are treated, whether people like us or people don't like us, We're still going to love anyway. We're still going to give anyway. We're still going to serve anyway. Why? Because that's the heart of God. God is a God of mercy. And God has shown every one of us in here who has given us life to Him. He's been merciful to us. Is that right? So we want to be full of mercy. We want to treat others in the same way that God has treated us. And there are many, many people. 33,000 people live in Burgess Hill. 32,000 of them don't know Jesus, along with all the other people in the villages around. There's a lot of people to reach. But that's the heart that we're here with. Um, We're not here to take people from other churches and all of that. We're here to reach people that don't know 
Jesus and see him coming into a completely new life. And it's not just individuals, it's households. Yeah. You want to see households come to know Jesus. Whole households, whole families come to know him. Amen? So it's an honour uh, for us to be here. It's a privilege for us to be here in Burgess Hill. And uh, we want to see God glorified in this town. We want to build relationships with the other churches in the town. We want to co-labor together. And there'll be some things that we're going to do together as churches, I'm sure, across the town. There's probably lots of things that happen already. Uh, but there's, uh, there are unique things that God has called us to do and people to reach. And so we're part of the, the body of Christ. But we're also a church, uh, and a congregation here, but a Kingdom Faith Church. We're here to reach people in the way that God wants us to reach people. See, so are you ready for an adventure? Yeah. Yes. Everybody who lives in Burgess Hill and around this area, are you ready for an adventure? Because yes. it's going to be an adventure with God, seeing Him transform loads and loads of people's lives. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's welcome uh, Pastor Kevin as he comes to bring the word. As Pastor Clark was saying just now, we here in Burgess Hill, but Kingdom Faith as a church is just exists to reach out to people, to reach to the ones that don't know Christ. And as as a church, God has been speaking to us a lot about the harvest. And what God means by that is that in this season we are in as a church, God is going to bring loads of people into the church to get to know Him. Multitudes are going to come and get to know Him and get their lives transformed by Him. And we in Burgess Hill today, I'm, I'm going to repeat uh, some of what Pastor Clive shared, but we in Burgess Hill today because we believe, we convince, we adamant, I don't know any stronger word, that we want to see everyone in this town come to know Jesus, yeah. come to have their life completely transformed by Him. So that's why we're here tonight. And as God has been speaking about the harvest, those multitudes of people coming in, He's been speaking to me about commitment. Now, commitment is, is, is a big word, and it's one that my generation is known to struggle with, actually. Um, but what does it actually mean? Um, so let's look at the definition of the word commitment. Um, it says that commitment is the act of binding yourself intellectually or emotionally to a course of action. And it came with this little explanation that says, making a commitment involves dedicating yourself to something, like a person or a cause, before you make a commitment, think carefully. A commitment obligates you to do something. Yeah. And so I'm asking this question this evening. Are we as a church, am I as an individual, um, committed to see this season, this harvest, these multitudes of people coming? Am I committed to Burgess Hill, to all those people God has been speaking about? And it just so happens that it's like a mind-blowing story in the Bible. The Bible is the Word of God, and we believe that every word in there is truth and life. We live by it. And so in the Word of God, in the Bible, there is a, a story um, that is uh, found in Luke 5, verse 17 to 26. We're just quickly going to read it together. It's going to pop up on the screen. If you have your Bible, um, go to Luke 5. And uh, yeah, we're just going to quickly read it together. So it's titled, Jesus Heals a Paralyzed Man. One day, while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing was strongly with Jesus. Some men carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat, 
They came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat, sorry. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some towels. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus says to the man, Young man, your sins are forgiven. But the Pharisees and teachers of the religious law said to themselves, Who does he think he is? Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked, Why do you question this in your heart? Is it easier for me to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that I have the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat and go home. Immediately, as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat, and went home praising God. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe, and they praised God, exclaiming, We have seen great things today. Now, it's an amazing story. And if you've, if you've been in church for a while, you, you may have heard that story. If it's the first time hearing that story, you're in for a treat. Um, we're just going to pick up some bits from that story. But if you've been in church for a while, just look at it with fresh eyes and let God really speak to your heart tonight. So firstly, one of the things I want to point out about that story is that I didn't realize that for a long time. But actually, um, the condition that that man had, had as he was paralyzed, in, in that time and culture that he lived in, it was believed to, to be some kind of punishment that people would have. And so, in fact, in, in John 9, so in another part of, of the Bible, Jesus is about to heal a blind man. And his disciple asked him, like, Jesus, is, is this due to his sins or his parents' sins? And, and Jesus says, no, it, it's none of that. But it's because in that culture, people believe that when something like that happened to someone, it was due to like a, a, some sort of divine punishment. Um, and so, you know what's amazing though, is that Jesus didn't care less. He, he, he didn't care. The four men that picked him up didn't care. They knew that this man needed something to happen in his life. And as a church, neither should we. Whatever the condition, the past, the hurt, whatever has happened, people are welcome here. And if, if you're here for the first time, you are welcome here tonight. And so this story for me is, is really, for me, about commitment. But it's about three things, because it talks also about compassion and um, being intentional. And so... We're going to go back to that story, uh, first compassion. God says in His Word, in another, in another book of the Word, Matthew 9.36, Wherever He saw the crowds that gathered, He had compassion on them. They seemed to be helpless to deal with the things that afflicted them. They were like sheep who had no one to shepherd them and take care of them. Jesus had compassion, and the four men had compassion. It is what moves us to do something about something. It is what challenges us. And you know who was helpless to deal with the things that afflicted him? Just like it says in this verse, the paralyzed man. He couldn't do nothing about this condition. And so the four men get there, and if it wasn't for them getting there, putting him on a mat and carrying him to the house, he would never have even met Jesus. And these paralyzed people, they're all over us. They're all over us, all around us. <laughs> they might not be paralyzed physically, but they're certainly paralyzed spiritually. Yeah, there are those people all around this town, all around West Sussex, all around the world. They're hurting and they can't fix themselves. Yeah. But guess what? We know who can. Yeah. We have the answer. Yeah. And so we have this, yeah. this, this um, thing that we have to tell them about it. We need to let compassion move us to see people with God's eyes. To let God's heart move us as people. And so this story is really about those four men's compassion. And we should have compassion as well. Secondly, it's about being intentional. 
Now, these four men didn't just happen to find themselves at the house that day. They were intentional in the way they lived. And in Romans 10, 11 to 15, um, there's a lot of scripture. But as I said, we believe that scripture is true yeah. and it's life. So it can only be good for us. And in Romans it says, the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentiles are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That's why the scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. Can you hear like the cry of the heart in that scripture? How will they know if no one goes and tell them about this? How will they give their life to Jesus if no one is there to share that good news? There's a cry of the heart. And so those guys didn't just have compassion that day. They acted on their compassion. They were intentional in the way they lived. We all have, we can have all the compassion in the world, but if action is not taken, it's a bit wasted, isn't it? And so how will they believe if they are not taught? We're the ones that God has chosen to work through. God has been speaking to us about a church, as a church, about the harvest. And we're here in Burgess Hill, and we have to live intentionally so that everyone in Burgess Hill will come to know God. Everyone in Crowley, in Worthing, in Horsham, in West Sussex will come to know God. That means we we have this responsibility to live our lives intentionally so that the broken, the lost, and helpless can be restored by God. And third, this story is really about commitment. And it says again, remember our definition, the commitment obligates you to do something. Now that, that, when I read that, it's like, oh, that's strong. If I commit to something, I have an obligation to see it through till the end. Are we ready to commit to this harvest? Am I ready to commit to those multitudes of people coming in, whatever it's going to take for them to know God? Am I ready to make that kind of commitment. We have a decision to tell God tonight, from young to old, whoever you are, personally, to tell God, I'm committing to this season. I'm committing to this season. It says in the Bible, in John 15, 13, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Are we ready to lay our lives down? To completely abandon whatever plans we have to, to, so that God's plan would become reality. The man probably had plans that day. You realize that, right? They probably, they probably thought, ah, oh, let, let, let's go play a game of five aside and then go for coffee. And, and you know, they had this whole day planned out. And, and as they arrive in town, they get to wherever they were. There's this buzz going around. There's this commotion. And people, they, they can hear those conversations. People are like, have you heard? Jesus back in town. He, he's at this house. We're going to go over there later. And we're going to see him make his miracles. And so the guys looked at each other probably. And they were like, oh, mate. We, we saw this paralyzed man earlier by the side of the road. And right there and then, they had a decision to make. Yeah. Would they go on with their beautiful plans, or they would go on to change someone's life? Yeah, and we all have that decision to make. They understood that they had to lay their lives down. That they were not living for themselves. That they were ambassadors of God. They were representing God. And their one and only job was to cry out to people, come back to God. Right, it doesn't actually say that about them, but it says that about you and me. In in 2 Corinthians it says, So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making His appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. 
For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God. That's what matters. That's if I did say the only thing that matters is for us to be who we are supposed to be, to say to people, come back to God, come to a relationship with Him, come the broken, be made whole. That's what matters. And so the friend decides to go. They drop their plans that day and they decide to go and change a man's life. So they put him on a map and they carry him and they start from wherever they were to go to the house where Jesus was. Now can I ask you guys for some help, yeah? So if some of you guys are on the edges of each row, you can stand up and fill this space in the middle. Right, so you stand up and you fill the space in the middle. It's going to make sense in a second. Yeah, so let's fill it, let's fill it so there's no space. So these guys, right, am I okay to go at the back of the room with the mic, yeah? Yeah? Okay, cool. Thank you for some reaction. Um, so these guys, right, they come in and so they carry this guy on the map. And so they carry him. And so they lay their lies down and this guy's coming and he's paralyzed, right? But then they get to the house. They get to the house and, oh no, it's crowded. Well, we have a small crowd, but that's okay. It's crowded. And so the guy's right there and then have a decision to make. Are they going to say, sorry, Mike, it's too... My paralyzed man tonight is called Mike. So they have a decision to say, sorry, Mike, it's too crowded. We can't get you through the house. Or are they going to lay their life down again? And it's, it's just not a matter of laying our lives down once in a while or once in our lives. It's a daily thing. Yeah. And so right there, then they had, again, this decision to make. Are we stopping and dropping my day? And sorry, mate, it's too crowded. Bye-bye. Or are we going to find another solution? And, and there, was, there was a buzz there. And Matt probably said to Mike, don't worry. Don't worry, Mike. It's going to be okay. Today you're going to get healed. I believe it. Today your life's going to be transformed. We're going to find a way. And then Joe was the smart guy of the four guys. And he said, you know what, guys? We can get him through the roof. And so instead of going through the crowd, because they couldn't, the scripture says, they couldn't get him through because of the crowd. So they go around. We don't have a roof to go through. And they find another way to bring the guy, to bring the paralyzed man on the mat to Jesus. And so, thank you for being the crowd. It was just an illustration. But can you see through that, there is the paradise man to the house. We just went through the roof, guys. We can give them a hand. Thank you very much. Um, but I just wanted to use some visual exp- ex- explanation or illustration because can you see how much it must have took for those four men that day to get that guy to meet Jesus? They had to carry him all the way from wherever he was to the house. But in the garden, it was crowded. Oh no, what are we going to do? No, we're going to get him through the roof. And so it's just a crazy idea. I, I don't know if we realize exactly how crazy this is. But they had committed to this man. They had an obligation They knew, today, mate, you're getting healed. Today, you're getting your life transformed. Whatever it takes, we're getting you through that roof. You want to meet Jesus. And we live in with that same hunger to see that happen every single day. Are we ready to do this? And so they say, let's get him through the roof. And by the way, yeah, there is a cost. There is a cost to this season, to this harvest, to abandon everything, as I said. But let me submit to you that within that cost, there is joy. Because there's no greater joy than to do exactly what we've been created to do. And so there was joy that day. These guys weren't dragging their feet all day. Man, we've got to carry Mike the paralyzed man to the house. No, no, no. All the way, there was excitement. They were like, Mike, you're getting ill today. Mike, you're going to get your life transformed. They were 
jumping as they were carrying him. As you saw, the four guys were really strong. They go to the gym, so it's all good. So there was joy in the air. Mate, this guy is walking today. It's going to be so good, I'm telling you. And so they thought, let's get him through the roof. And that's when my mind goes, because in order to reach someone else, someone that no one else was helping, they had to do something no one else was doing. That's a really good sentence, it's not mine. Um, Because in order to reach someone no one else was helping, they had to do something no one else was doing. They had to do something different. They had committed. They said, whatever it takes, Mike is walking today. Whatever it takes, do we live every day with that same hunger? And again, let me submit to you, the guy whose house it was, he probably wasn't happy to see a hole through his roof. He probably was like, guys, what are you doing? But if we're to do things that have never been done before, it's bound to raise some opinions on the way. But we are committed yeah. to this harvest. To we, to we are committed. How many times are we ready to put our lives down to see something happen in the lives of people? And so then it's the big hooray, the big moment. If we look back at the, the second part of the scripture, it says, They went up through the roof and took off some towels. Then they lowered, oh it's not on the screen. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, Wait, what? We, I think we missed it. Seeing their faith, it says, yes, their faith. It wasn't just the man, the paralyzed man's faith in Jesus. It was their faith collectively that made a difference into that man's life. It was their faith. The all four of them, plus the paralyzed man that Jesus recognized. It says, because of their faith, your sins are forgiven. Because of their faith, get up and walk. And so it's our faith that is required in this harvest. It's it, what do we personally believe? What do you believe? What do you believe is going to happen? What do you believe that God is going to do through you? Because it's not just Pastor Clive and the leadership. It's each and every one of us. What is our, where is our faith at? What does commitment look like for you in this harvest time? Where, where, where we need to reach out to, to towns and to, to the whole of the UK to see it transformed. Because it's of our faith that Burgess Hill is going to be transformed. Yeah. It's because of our faith that Crawley, Horsham, Worthiness, yes. all of it is going to be transformed. It needs our faith to be put in action. Yeah. And it's because of faith and commitment of so many people that I'm standing here today. If it wasn't for people spending time with me, investing into my life and and just taking, just laying their lives down to see God's purposes established in mine, I wouldn't be here today. So there were guys like that that laid their lives down for me and for each and every one of you I'm sharing. So how can we not return the favor for so many other people to have the same fit? And so again, it's the big hooray, the big moment. They went up to the roof, took up some towels, they lowered the sick man down into the crowd, right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. And there again, it's weird, because everybody was expecting the man to be healed. But Jesus first says, young man, your sins are forgiven. And so everybody probably thought, what? We, we came to see that guy walk. We came to see that guy healed. No, young man, your sins are forgiven. And so we're wondering what, like, why? Because Jesus knew he had to deal with the issue of the heart before he could deal with the issue of the outside body. And so, 
Maybe, don't worry, I'm not going to speak for much longer. Um, but maybe you realize tonight that you might not be paralyzed physically, but there might be some bits of you that are paralyzed in, in some way. There might be some pain, some hurt, some fear, something in the past. And whatever it is today, Jesus can take care of that. Whatever it is, maybe you're not the four men that have to commit, but maybe you're more like the paralyzed man, like Mike, or paralyzed man, that, that needs a change in their life today. And if you're that person today, just like Jesus did thousands of years ago, He can do it for you today. He, yeah. he can take all that yeah. pain, all that burden, all that hurt away. If you just put all your faith, all your trust in Him and say, Jesus, here I am, do something because I need you. So I want to encourage you, don't leave tonight paralyzed in any way. Don't leave tonight paralyzed in any way. Come speak to me, come speak to Sharon, Pastor Clive. Um, but don't leave paralyzed because Jesus died for you. He paid the price for you so you could live free, not paralyzed. And so tonight there are two groups of us. There are the four men and there's the paralyzed man. If you're paralyzed, don't leave paralyzed. But for us that have been set free already, that believe in Jesus... We have a decision to make. How committed are we to this harvest? How committed are we? How, how am I going to lay my life down every day? What does that look like for me? It's a question you all have to ask. It's a question you all have to answer. Because wherever we go in, it's going to take a lot out of us. But there is joy in that cost. Because yeah. yeah. that day when that man walked, everybody walked out and said, we've seen some great things today. It doesn't say everybody got saved. But they all knew, we've seen some amazing things today. Yeah. Some things that we've never saw or seen before. Mm. See, yeah, that's it. I just got to pray. And it's an incredible season we're in. Yeah. It's a privilege to be alive in this season, yeah. to be part of what God is doing. Yeah. So, Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you that you are such a good God, yeah. that you have died for us. And you have risen from the dead so you could have, we could have a life with you, a relationship with you. You have made a way. And Father, I thank you for this season we are in of the harvest of the multitudes of people that you want to bring to life in you. And Father, tonight, I personally declare that I am committed to this harvest. That just like this four man, whatever it takes, I will do it. Here I am, send me. Whatever it takes, how long the journey is, getting people through roofs, Lord, we are here. Thank you, Father, for choosing to work through us. It's a privilege to partner with you in seeing your kingdom come and your will be done here in the UK as it is in heaven. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.